Hi, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to a profitable, sustainable, but most importantly, enjoyable language education business. And why would you care to do that, to build a business like that? Because there's literally no other way. The language education market is in a bizarre state. Companies making millions in profit, yet paying teachers peanuts. Native speakerism is still way too powerful. And finally, the students are bored of the same old formats and messaging telling them to speak like a native. I'm here to shake things up, to educate and motivate a community of teachers who have the courage to build businesses and teach the language on their own terms, both solo or in their own language schools, and have a positive impact on their students and the world because teachers are superheroes. Let's claim it today. If you're a language school owner, you're probably super passionate about building, growing, and nurturing your language school as this community hub, as place where magical things happen, where your team works, where you get to meet fantastic people and help them with their language goals. But marketing is probably one of the last things that you have in mind on a day-to-day basis. Still, it might be something that is stressing you out. Maybe you're not naturally gifted at marketing. I don't think you need to be gifted. But in this episode, I wanted to give you some tips and some reassurance on how to start effectively promoting your language school online. Hello, if you don't know me, my name is Ola and I'm a business coach for language teachers and language school owners and all the other people connected to languages who want to build a business in this wonderful field. A field that is a little bit neglected, I would say, or a field that only gets really nasty advice. So I'm here to change that. And please listen till the end because I've got some super, super good tips for you, especially if you're a language school owner. I have recently started recording more um, content directed to language school owners. There is it's not a, it's not um, by accident. There are going to be uh, things, offers, and free opportunities for language school owners like you. So please stay tuned so I can tell you all about them. Because if you need help, I'm here to help you. And why am I even the right person to listen to when it comes to growing or running your language school um, online or offline? Doesn't really matter because the rules are similar, and I'm going to give you tips today that will be applicable to both of those worlds. So I used to run my own language school for about a year and a half. That's until I realized um, that I'm called to do something else. Um, My language school was really successful, looking at it very, very kind of objectively. Uh, We turned profit in the first year of running it. I'm saying we because I had a team of six um, teachers. It was growing really well. It was a fantastic project. We had a really, really good offer. And to be honest, a part of this school still exists. I just kind of decided to step away. My One of my teachers took over. Um, that's probably a story for another time. Um One of the most important things that I was proud of is that when I ran my language school, I was mixing two worlds together and that brought me so much joy and satisfaction. 
I got to be a manager and while managing is definitely challenging, I found it really, really satisfying and I had to learn a lot, not to micromanage, not to be like, you know, being on top of everybody um, at all time, but also I had to make sure that the things were, were, were being run smoothly. On the other hand, I got to also be creative and I got to be a teacher because I was constantly training my team and helping them be better. So if you are a language school owner, you've got so many great opportunities in front of you to be satisfied, but also to use your strengths um, in many different areas. And I still do understand that I know that marketing is sometimes not one of those because nobody really starts a language school to become a marketer, right? Yes, maybe there are, I know people for sure who are, who could discover that it's actually not, not that scary, that it's something that you can actually like. I'm one of those people. I genuinely like marketing, but if you're still struggling, you might still have some beliefs around marketing of your school that I noticed are quite prevalent in the language teaching world. And I'm here to help you change them because if you're stuck in a certain place, if your school is not growing or if you're, if, if, if it's, it's not even about growth, it's also about it not being in the place where you want it to be. It not giving you enough sustainability, enough stability in your life or in your, um, in your professional career, then it's, there is definitely room for where I can help or where you can uh, do things to improve it. So one of the most important things to remember when it comes to promoting your language school online is that there is this belief that language schools basically do the same. They are just a bigger machine where they should offer as many different types of courses as possible because that this way they can serve a bigger audience. And um, this belief is justified by the fact that you it, it's a bigger establishment, right? You hire different teachers and you can hire them to do different things for you. But it's a little bit of a trap. If you, in your language school, if you offer general language classes, business language classes, and classes for kids, and classes for teens, and classes uh, preparing for exams, you are spreading your school and your team too thin. Then that is why your marketing is hard. Because in order to sell all those different types of courses in your school, and I'm not saying it's impossible, it's just really hard. You would have to have campaigns and specific marketing activities that are focused on each of those courses specifically. You cannot do everything at once. What I see most often from language schools is that, um, let's say there is a Facebook page or an Instagram page. And one day there is a post about we run business English courses. The next day, we run courses for your child. And it's like, yes, there is information about all of those different things that the school does, but it's actually because of it being so chaotic and so like, basically somebody is trying to do too many things at once. It's not really effective. For it to be effective, we need to build a certain story. So 
language schools, and I'm going to be talking about this in the next episode, language schools that want to be profitable create a bit of a story around what happens when somebody joins their school. And that is why if you've been a listener to my podcast or if you have been a client, um, then you know that it's really important to have a target audience. And that audience is not just people who need help with their language. That is way too generic. And that is one of the problems. Language schools are also very much susceptible to, to tons of competition. I have heard of instances of language schools in one town, one country even, um, competing with each other. So like being too afraid to, to actually collaborate, which I think is a great idea for growth in business because they are scared that if somebody, some other language school owner looks at what they have inside, they'll just steal an idea or they will, they will no longer, like they feel threatened by it. They feel threatened because they are the same. And so what I'm going to say to that is that it's true. Most language schools are the same. They don't stand out enough. They don't have enough of a specific offer. They don't have enough of a specific target audience to have enough to be, to be uh, unique enough for people to choose them using a, an argument that is different from the money. Because one of the worst things that language school owners do and language schools, I see language schools do all of the time is that they compete with the price. They compete by giving discounts after discounts after discounts because that's the only thing that they see that will attract people. So, for example, if you are a language school owner who serves more of a kid audience or parents of kids audience, you may have September or maybe even January, but let's say September as this period where a lot of people sign up, where a lot of people get interested because, you know, it's normal. They sign up their kids for the whole academic year. So at that time, it becomes so prevalent. It becomes so obvious that schools have not got enough of an offer. So they have to compete with the price. And it's sad. It's sad because there are good people who work in your team, you are talented. And I think that discounting the prices in your school discounts your work and the effort and the passion that you have for all of that. And I don't think it should be this way. And a lot of people will probably say that, but then what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be raise my prices? I would probably say yes, <laughs> but you cannot just do it because I say so. There needs to be strategy behind it. And strategy, strategy comes from having a unique offer. So a unique offer is that, that thing that, that you create at the beginning. And from there, we create everything else. We create your marketing plan, marketing strategy, and we also create a pricing strategy. So even if you're a, so before we even start thinking about where to promote your school, whether it is online or offline, because it literally doesn't matter. Those things need to be in place. Without that, it's going to be super hard to do 
something that is different compared to all the other schools, especially if you're competing with big language schools in your country or in your city. You need to have something that makes you different. And I understand that sometimes people think, yes, we create like things like we create a homely atmosphere or we um, give everybody a personal attention. This is great. But I would say that these are things that are more part of customer service and definitely customer service can be something that is unique about your school. But again, I would say that in order to really be successful, that, that, that point, that uniqueness needs to be much more specific. And I have seen it time and time again that the uniqueness coming from an offer, from a journey that your customer goes through when they join your school, whether they are a parent of a child that they sign up uh, to your school or whether they are a student themselves, if they go through a journey, then it really, really maximizes the chance of them staying for longer, but also them recommending you to others, to friends, to family and things like that. So I would say that if you struggle with promotion of your language school, what needs to happen first is you going back to the basics. Who do you actually serve? Who is the bulk of your clients? Do a little audit. Where does most of your money come from? Which, what kind of courses? What kind of courses sell? What kind of courses don't sell, right? The less you have, actually, in your school, it's like, you know what? I, I think I mentioned that in one of those, uh, in one of um, the episodes here. Um, a language school or a language teacher cannot be a Chinese restaurant with thousands and thousands of thousands of items on the menu because that creates confusion. If people are confused, they don't buy. They go elsewhere where it's easier or they just don't know what to do. And a confused customer is the worst thing that can happen to you. Also, people lose trust. If you've got too much to offer, people do not trust that you can do one thing well. Unfortunately, sometimes it's subconscious. Sometimes it's not something that they would even say to you, but they genuinely lose trust if there is too much on offer. So going back to those basics and thinking about who you're serving, what you specialize in and what that offer actually is, would be my first uh, big piece of advice. I... When I, when I used to live in London, that was about three, nearly four years ago now. I, uh, worked there. And also on Wednesday evenings, I used to go to, um, Spanish class and I went to a Spanish language school and their school in general worked really well. I would say like now from the perspective of a business coach, I would say that their offer was quite okay i would say i would still tweak a few things if they ask me for advice if they if they ever come and ask me for advice that would be so fun um because they knew who they were serving they were serving adults mainly english speaking people who wanted to study spanish there were obviously some people like me i'm i'm not a native english speaker but 
you know, I was kind of close enough to that area. So I was still uh, very much attracted by their offer. And um, I think their marketing could have been a little bit more specific, but they were helping those people um, so that they could travel or they could achieve some business goals with their Spanish. So that was really good. And they created a bit of a community around it. I think it was a really good idea. And the school became known for that. And people who came to those classes were more or less the same people. And that is it. So that is how you make sure that marketing becomes easier. Because if you only have to attract one type of person, then it genuinely is less complicated. If you think that more offers more types of courses makes it, uh, makes your school more profitable, then I've, I've, I've got to tell you, it's quite the opposite. Um, so that's number one. Number two is a problem that is not directly a problem with your online marketing, but it is about the role that you play very often in your school. Very often what I see is that language school owners do way too much. I'm not saying that you suddenly have to start paying thousands to a marketing agency because that's usually it's like things are not either black or white. You can find a middle ground, but it means you stepping away from certain things. So I always say that if a language school owner comes to me and they say to me that they're still teaching in their school, I think that that's the first thing we need to think about. Because if you're still teaching, then I guarantee that there are areas of your business that are suffering. Because you are only one. If you've got a big team, perfect. Absolutely. But usually, if you already have a big team, then you probably already realized that you cannot be doing everything. So you cannot be teaching. So what I notice is that it's a bit like a vicious circle. You don't think you need people or you don't think you can afford people to work for you. You don't think you can afford another teacher because you can't guarantee them hours. But it's actually the only way for you to start making your school sustainable. So the first thing you need to do is to look at your own task list. If teaching is still there, I think it might be one of your marketing problems. Because marketing to be done well, and let's be honest, if you run a school, your main priority is, is to make this school sustainable and to make a safe-ish work environment for your team. So without marketing, you are not contributing to your school being sustainable. Your school needs to be constantly getting inquiries about lessons so that you can guarantee less hours for your teachers and hours and like work for your administrative team. If that's not happening, and I know that not all of it is, is in your control. But without marketing, it's impossible. So even if the in, there, are, there are lower inquiries, there are times during the year it's more difficult to get clients, absolutely, or even inquiries, it's okay. Without marketing, it's impossible. So we're, we need to improve this area. Marketing needs to be more regular because that is what's making it hard for you to be 
a better employer, basically. And you are. That's your responsibility. Teaching is not your responsibility anymore. Number three is I would say that a big trap that a lot of language schools fall into, especially language schools that work more in an academic year kind of thing, is they rest on their laurels way too often. So they think that, okay, I did my campaign in September, so people signed up and that's it. Like, basically, I've, I've got it, I've got it covered until the next year. And that is the worst thing that you can do. What you should actually be doing is using the quieter months. So I'm using the September um, example, but obviously it can be a different month for you, depending on the system that you work in. Um, you need to be thinking about marketing all year round, creating opportunities that are then easier to implement for you, for your marketing to happen, right? Organizing events that raise the profile and visibility of your school, for example. You could be running webinars. You could be, so for example, let's say you run a school for children. You could be running webinars in a March that show the parents how to help their children study at, uh, at home. This is a marketing activity, right? And you should be always open to new inquiries. I'm not saying you should enroll all the time. You can. We can talk about that at some other time. But marketing should be an ongoing process. So marketing is a proactive effort that you need to be considering. It's not something that you can do only when you have time. Because without marketing, your school will not survive. And unfortunately, and that's my last point, a lot of people rely on word of mouth way too much. Word of mouth is great. It's a strong marketing method, but it's unreliable. It's unreliable because you don't know when somebody will recommend you and you don't know how many people will, right? So you can always push it. You can always give people discounts for recommending your school. But at the end of the day, this is, there is a ceiling. There is a limit to that. So what you need to be doing is putting effort into marketing online or, I mean, online because we live in 2024 now and it's just the easiest. Even if your school is a brick and mortar school, online is just the easiest um, to be doing. And you could use all sorts of ways. If your school is local, you could be running local ads. If your school is local, you could be collaborating with local businesses, whether they are online or offline. If you're, I think you should actually be collaborating with other schools, but too many people are afraid of that. So I, I feel like I need to be doing something about this to help you because I think it's a genuinely great idea. It's a goldmine for other people to be, to be, um, for language schools to be supporting each other. You could also be running your own social media accounts or ask for some help, not teaching people words because people don't follow social media accounts of language schools to learn a new language, especially like, honestly, it's, it's just such a shallow approach to marketing. Uh, and I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it to criticize you. It's just nobody talks about proper ways of marketing in the language world because everybody just settled on that fast food of language bits. It's not enough. 
like imagine and and i uh, and i know that if you're a language uh, school owner it's very likely that you might be running a school for children then those people who are watching you so on social media are not children they are their parents so why would they need a new expression it's just plain stupidity it's not effective so your language your, your your social media for language for your language school your your marketing your content marketing should be dealing with objections that those people have as customers rather than teaching them new language because that's not the way forward so i will be definitely talking more about this so stay tuned i also wanted to let you know that uh, this year, I'm opening to the public. Um, there is a fantastic new program that I ran a beta um, a edition of in 2023 called Limitless. It's a six-month mastermind for language school owners. If you are interested, if you if that sounds like something that you would want to read more about, then please reach out to me and I'll be happy to talk to you, even jump on a call uh, to see if it's a great fit. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope uh, this has been useful. Please share it with your, uh, with your network of other language school owners, uh, because I want to share more of this education and I want to help school owners like you, right? If you feel like sharing uh, about any other struggles that you may have in running your school, marketing your school, please do. Please send me an email at hello at olakowalska.com or a message on Instagram or Facebook, and I would be happy to help, as always. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. You know what, teacher? I'm so proud of you. If you're listening to this, you are ready for a change. Whether it is to quit hassling for peanuts or working with other people who don't respect you, I know you've got it in you, and my podcast is here to help you do that weekly. To be reminded of new episodes, sign up to my newsletter. It's in the show notes. You'll also receive lots of tips, support, and special offers. I'm committed to supporting you also via my coaching programs and courses. You can work with me in my flagship programs, the Rocket Takeoff or the Rocket Accelerator. The Rocket Takeoff will take you off the one-to-one teaching hamster wheel to more peace and more well-paying students. The Rocket Accelerator will help you finally launch a group class that will be perfect for students that are a joy to work with and so you can leverage your time and do what you love while having space to breathe or read another self-development book. If you're a language school owner, I've got things on offer for you too. Simply go to my website olakowalska.com to check them out. Finally, please share this podcast with your teacher friends, rate it and subscribe. I'm your biggest cheerleader. See you next time.